Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Community is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health for you, your family, and our community. My name is Gareth Oliver. Always a pleasure to be with you for a, another episode of the show. This week, we saw World Refugee Day taking place uh, back on Monday, on the 20th of June. And it got me to thinking about our part of the world where, where we live and where I grew up, and about the changing demographics that we have seen with people from various cultures coming to live in this beautiful part of the world that we call home. And as I mentioned in the podcast you'll hear, as a kid growing up for me, it was it was very rare to meet someone who wasn't uh, from that Anglo-Celtic, Germanic sort of background like myself. Um, I speak this week with a person who is uh, a recent immigrant to Australia. He came over as a refugee, as a teenager. His name's Koya Talor. And Koya has been living in Wycliffe and has recently settled in Arash. And Koya is from the, the Karen community. And I didn't know much about the Karen community. It's spelled the same way as the name Karen. And uh, as, uh, as you can imagine, uh, they, they do cop some of the Karen memes, unfortunately. It's completely different. The Karen community are a, uh, are a community from uh, the area formerly known as Burma, Myanmar, that part of the world who unfortunately have had to be a little bit nomadic due to war and other issues, as Koya will get into when he tells his story. He talks about uh, what it was like as a refugee coming to Australia and then coming to live in this part of the world in Ararat where he's settled. And he also talks a little bit about some of the communities that are living in the Wimmera and Mallee area and uh, some of the other new arrivals to our part of the world. I think the diversity here is a beautiful thing. Uh, I hope you guys do too, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. It's it's a great tale to, to tell. Uh, so not only a, a good guy, but also a really good storyteller. So here is my chat with Koya Talor, and this is The Community. It's our middle name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health, and we're here, of course, for you, your family, and our community. This week on the community is our middle name podcast. I'm speaking with Koye Talor. Koye is also a uh, a Karen person. And Koye, first of all, thanks for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. No worries. Yeah, thank you for having me as well. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Of course, we had World Refugee Awareness Day this week. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you came to Australia, and, and maybe a little bit about the, the the Karen people, because. It was an ethnic group that I wasn't that aware of until quite recently. And there's probably a lot of people who have, you know, second, third, fourth generation people to this part of the world, like myself, who may not know the story of the Korean people. So um, the Korean people are living in Burma, but over time they scatter everywhere because of war and conflict, they, they move out. And they're still um, part of Korean there. We have a uh, Karen state in Burma, and there's a Chin state. There's different state over there. So, but I, I wasn't born in Burma because my parents moved when they were young. They moved out of Burma to Thailand. They, and it, most of the story uh, of the Korean move is, is not uh, unpleasant uh, because they moved because of war, you know. They And I, I was born in the refugee camp, grew up in the Thai refugee camp there. Um, 
Yeah, and when it went to school there until I was 13 and then came to Australia. Was there much resentment uh, when you were a kid in, in Thailand towards the Korean people uh, in, in that country? Not quite, because uh, you can't uh, help with this kind of situation. You know, you're born, you, you're born into it. You know, you, you can't blame other people for, for that as well. Um, but the, I've learned a lot as well, uh, because it, it, it also, if, if I didn't born in that particular place, I wouldn't be this person today. Uh, uh, because I've learned a lot from my childhood and there's a lot of good memories as well, even though the, the condition is not that good, you know, but the, you have a lot of, uh, activities, you know, in the year round, you, each season, you get to do something different. Uh, let's say example in rainy season, you, you get a lot of wild vegetation, you know, uh, and wild plants. And a food to find, you know, nat- naturally and organic as well. So, um, yeah, let's say puffer mushroom, bamboo shoot, and a few other wild plants. Yes. And you said you came to Australia when you were 13. How was the transition from uh, from Thailand to Australia? Was that uh, something you, you and your family found a bit difficult or was it fairly smooth? Was there much support for you guys? It wasn't smooth, you know, coming in uh, before we have to come uh, to Australia, we have to do a checkup and stay at a place called Mesot. You know, within the checkup, we have to stay in that particular uh, particular place. And, and while staying there, I remember the first day when we arrived, there were a group of people from other camp called Noko. Um, they were, they got sick uh, because the, the food that, they, they gave them wasn't that good. Uh, I think they got food poisoning that the family have to go to the hospital. So later on, they had to change the food for the new people. When we, and before I arrived at the airport, we were on a bus. Everyone got, uh, motor sickness, like car sick. And only my dad's the one taking over, taking care of us. And uh, the rest are sick, you know, vomiting. And it, it was an unpleasant experience on a bus because it's, the road is, was quite windy. And then we, even when we had coming at the airport, you know, my, some of my sibling is sleepy. And then one of my brother hit the rubbish bin, you know, and they fell and then he cried. He, he, he even fell on the plane seat as well. It's quite sleepy. And then even arrived in Australia is quite cold for us. Even is in November, you know, we were shivering. Uh, it doesn't help us with a blanket <laughs> because our, it, the, the environment just shift very quick, you know, and our body can, <laughs> it was just changed too fast. Our body cannot adapt it yet. So we were sh- shivering and, and then later we have a people, uh, some of our relatives came to visit us and uh, bring us our food. And then we, we even they have a food in the fridge. They, they put all the food in the fridge, but we're scared to touch the food because we thought it was belong to somebody else. And it, it has like milk, uh, eggs. I remember vegetables, uh, yeah, meat. And also in the, in the drawer, in the pantry, there, there was, uh, pastas, you know, and, and also Vegemite. You no, know? we don't know how to eat those. <laughs> we don't know what it, what it was at the time. And yeah, ne- never saw. Ne- uh, never seen pasta before, so yeah, we didn't touch them. 
So we wait until our relative or our friends who used to live in refugee camp and they drop out, uh, they bring us food. Yeah. So yeah, even at school, uh, luckily we had a program called summer school program in December because I arrived in, um, November, the 16th of November, 2006. So in December, we have a summer school program, which run by the, the people who uh, taught the, the class was uh, actually a teacher from language school. So they help us before transitioning into a language school. So which is help us a bit. Uh, let's say introduction, like one, if we want to go to the toilet, what should we ask? Um, yeah. It, because you, you you actually listen to the people who speak the language, you know, and then you learn from the kid who arrived a few months before, a year before you, and you learn a few words. Back then, the language school was based in Braybrook. We have to catch a bus, a train and a bus to get there. There were a lot of people we, we met on a bus and train and, and on train uh, going to the same school having the same same struggle trying to speak to other students from other backgrounds. Like we have students from Vietnamese, uh, Chinese, uh, Congolese, um, uh, Sudanese. Yeah, so we have all over Somalia. And, yeah, we have Thai. We have – when we speak in some – because if you can't – when you first started, you know, you, you got to use a lot of hand – gesture you know and signs sometimes you can't say any words you know but along the way you learn like within that year I've, uh, I think I've accumulated quite a few of English and yeah before starting year nine after that I started high school in year nine and then yeah and, and completed year 12. Excellent and I can tell you haven't fully acclimatized to the weather because we're recording this over zoom and and Koye looks very rugged up there in <laughs> Hour in the middle of winter, mate. I grew up in it, so I'm I'm fully on board with why you're so rugged up. Which brings me to my next question: How did you wind up in? Well, you were saying off air that you've you've just moved into to Ararat. You were down in Wycliffe of all places. How did you yeah. wind up in this part of the world? Let's say for last year, I worked uh, for Wyndham CEC, still working for them uh, because Wyndham CEC they're doing partnership with our Resident Council, so uh, I'll. This pro- we have a project called Workforce Workforce Pilot. Uh, this uh, to bring in people like from refugee background and uh, other people that would like to come up and to fill in the j- job gap because there's a there's a lot of uh, work shortages in Parrot. There with first I've got to move in first, you know, so I I can support the the people when they're moving in when they go to the induction, let's say, or when they and and showing them if they want to come and see uh, on the weekend. Sometimes I show people come see on the weekend as well. And yeah, the it's quite hard to find a house. The reason of moving to Wycliffe because uh, so I, I want to stay in the a place where I can have some chicken as well. So because I, since I was little, I always have a chicken, you know, raised chicken. So. Yeah, so that farm place at Wycliffe, so I was allowed to have chickens and I have two rooster and two hens at the moment. So so I can't bring the chicken in town. So, yeah, I've got to give it away to my cousin and my friend. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
we've got chickens here and they're great. They clean up your food scraps and they're not weighing much at the moment, but that's okay. So, so do you do you work with people from a diverse range of backgrounds who end up coming to the our rural city area, or is it is it mostly with people from similar backgrounds yourself, like uh, Karen people? So in our, uh, I think I'm, I'm the only Karen uh, working in the office, city council. Yeah. So yeah, the rest are from a few are different backgrounds as well. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, but I have a team in Windham, so we're still working together. Um, yep. Then we have Karen Chen, uh, Kareni. Uh, yeah. So is yeah, there's a lot of uh, settlement worker that's based from the community of Burma from Windham's. So for me, as a person who grew up in Ararat, uh, and I've seen a bit of a change in the uh, cultural def- demographics. Uh, as a kid growing up, it was your, your, your real Anglo-Celtic German sort of uh, ethnicity. Mm. Now in Ararat, we see uh, a lot more Pacific Islanders, uh, a lot more Maori people, and a lot more South Asian people uh, living in, in, in Ararat. How is the, the reception for, for someone like yourself being from the, the, the wider community in Ararat? Have, has it been welcoming that you found or has there been any negativity? Uh, not the negativity. Uh, I went to the shop, you know, everyone was welcoming, I think. Yeah. Um, and also with the, I went to church and met with, as you say, Islander, like from Fiji or Samoan. Yeah. I made some friends and some, some of the, uh, Fiji, uh, young people, they work, they, they haven't been out much, you know, even some of the lookout, uh, one time I, I asked them, they have they been to this place and that, but they haven't been because they, they haven't got a vehicle, they don't know much. So I took them after church, you know, I took them up for lookout. They, they realized that, oh, it's not far from the house. So, so next time they can come up by themselves. Yeah. And also, yeah, if I have, uh, time, uh, I, I've told them we, we go fishing one day because I I love fishing and with some uh, some of my friend who came up sometime on the weekend we went fishing together like lake finds yeah oh well, I took some people when they come up I took them to the lake introducing them because with the Korean community they love the majority love fishing so yeah when I did presentation I always talk about lakes and fishing spots yeah. And uh, I've recently got back from Fiji and the Fijian people are the nicest people I think you'd ever want to meet. They're lovely. So great people to have as as part of our community. I think it's great to see a bit of diversity uh, in in Western Victoria. We were also talking a bit off air that there's a fairly large Karen community uh, as you head up into the the Wimmera Mallee. I I did some stats, uh, Koye, for Cultural Diversity Week. And uh, the, the Karen language is actually the fourth most spoken non-English language in the Horsham rural city. Um, mm. And you said before as well, there's a big Korean community up in Nil. Can you talk a little bit about how those guys have, have gone settling into those places that I'm sure are very different from uh, mm. from the parts of Asia that they, they may have came from? So with the Korean, because most of them, in they grew up in doing the farm work in Burma back in the day. So... Yeah, some there there were those people who love the farm lifestyle, they or rural lifestyle. They they're the one who go up. They uh, take the opportunity, even, even though Neil is quiet town as we know it. You know, 
when you go there, so it's not much uh, compared to other town like Arad or Ballarat. And yeah, so yeah, is I think uh, it come down to the the leadership as well. With in order for the the community to move in, you need to have a few leaders uh, to support the community when they settle there. So Neil have done that, and Horsham, I believe, have uh, done the same as well. And yeah, the community there. From what I know, they're, they're, they're selling in well, they integrate well. And so with the, I've seen, I've got a few cousins that move in Neil and work in Lava Ducks and they've got their children and yeah, they, their children settle well in school. Yeah. So yeah, fr- I got friends. Yeah. So who their children are. Because I remember a few weeks back, uh, when they end that day, they, some of the kids are exciting excited to do to go on to the march or marching or yeah so they, they they were so excited because they have to do involve in something to yeah so yeah it is quite uh, i felt is inclusive in a way yeah for bringing the yeah the students involved in the nz day yeah and then the the best thing is that they they provide the community gardens you know for the Korean people in Neil because the Korean they love gardening or fishing as i mentioned earlier and um, yeah with gardening it helped them relax in a way and remind them of home we went up there last week we, we saw sugar cane they actually managed to grow sugar cane even though we thought they it can only grow in Queensland in tropical area but I think they prove us wrong. <laughs> so yeah, and and garlic they grow garlic and yeah they grow quite a few of food. But it, it's winter now, so most of veggie uh, don't do well during winter. So when uh, in the next few months, when the weather a bit warmer, so you will see a lot of pumpkin, water gourds, or snake beans, yeah. more variety of the vegetables. Yeah. It sounds like a, a really successful. Um sort of integration into the to the local community up there and look the 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 Wimmera in western victoria can be a very conservative place so it, it sounds like it's been successful for the the people up there in in nils especially if someone is has come from a refugee background and they they come to a place like Ararat or stall and they're, they're they're struggling with with work uh within the local community what's your what what's your role then how do you help support someone who might be having a few issues um, so for family, they're starting, uh, so I'll be taking them, let's say, en- enroll them to some of the classes uh, for, if they don't work yet. Let's say if the dad work, the mom need to do some English, uh, classes. We try to organize, um, because we have neighborhood housing, they, they, they run some English class. And in our, uh, we have rural for rural Australian for refugees. So those organizations supporting refugees as well. And, uh, yeah, I have attended one of their meetings. So they're, they're quite supportive uh, around supporting the community, uh, especially from refugee background as well. So, yeah, um, let's say if they, they have children, they need to, um, enroll them to school. I'll take them there if, um, with my role, uh, and if they need extra support with interpreting, uh, I'll be staying with them, um, with some of the young people or older one with their, while they're learning English class. So because I used to work in the, 
as an interpreter before, before my role from Wyndham or Hyrat. Okay, so it sounds like you do quite a bit for, for new people coming into the to the region. Is there anything you think that that the, the local communities can do to make it a bit easier for people from refugee backgrounds coming into these, you know, places that are probably much smaller than, than where they've, they've come from? I mean, I know mm-hmm. Wycliffe, for example, is um, barely even a spot on the map. Is there anything that, yeah, like I said, local communities can do to make it a bit easier to help these people um, feel more at home? I think with the Karen there, be shy. <laughs> The first one, they get to know you, uh, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, uh, for, for me, you know, uh, with the current, they, they love gardening. You know, they, if they, in one day, if we can organize something to do with gardening with the local and the, the current people when they start moving in. So I think it would be great for both sides to get to know each other while doing some gardening and learn from one another. So it is a way. What what are the things that you generally when people come to this this part of the world? What are the things you tell them they definitely need to check out? Uh, I think the the Grampians, the lakes, you know, um, and the town itself, and mostly the <laughs> mostly the lakes, you know, because they uh, the because I I know them is one way to attract them is the fish, you know. Yeah. So I, I I told them that, and also Grampians, the mountain, how beautiful it is, and. Yeah, they have hospital, like school and churches, uh, medical center, laundromat, shopping center, like Asian grocery that also uh, play important role. Because in Neil, I remember back in the day when my, my cousin used to, when they first moved up there, so they, they come back almost every week or every fortnightly, they come back to Werribee to buy food. Yeah. So now it's different because they have their own current grocery store there. So yeah, they've got a food product there ready so they, they don't have to come back. That'd be a four yeah. hour drive, wouldn't it? From Nil to Werribee? More than yeah. four hours. Yeah. That's a <laughs> yeah. long way. And look, I know that the, um, the Asian grocer here in Ararat is, um, is really good. We actually shop there a bit and get some stuff. Um, it's, yeah. And, and it's great for thing for the, the, um, you know, people from diverse backgrounds to have that option available, and not just from they, they get stuff from everywhere. I think mm. they've got stuff in for the uh, for the like I said, the Fijian people who have now moved in and the, the Samoans. So it's it's really good. Um, Kaya, before we wrap up for today, is there any uh, anything you'd just like to get across to anyone listening? Any any last little messages for for anyone? Yeah, I think when you move into any area, any town, you got to have support from. Uh, people from your workplace and the the local to be aware of this bef- before moving in. So yeah, so yeah, we gotta l- just learn from one another and try to help each other out. And, yeah. So yeah, because with this project, we have a lot of uh, people that w- are willing to support us, like colleagues and even some of the local, like from different organisations as well. They put their hand up. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm really glad to hear that uh, locals putting their hand up to help out some of the newer arrivals to our part of the world. I think it's, it's the diversity in the town is fantastic to see. I think it's great for, for everyone. So um, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Kayo. I really appreciate you giving up some time this morning and stay warm. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thank you for having me.
Once again, a big thank you to Koya for giving up some of his time to have a chat to me on the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast. And the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, of course, is brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across Western Victoria, servicing the following local government areas. Northern Grampian Shire, Ararat Rural City, Horsham Rural City, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Bullock Shire, Southern Grampian Shire, Pyrenees Shire and Central Goldfields Shire Council Regions. Services available from Grampians Community Health include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, family violence help, gambling support, aged care and NDIS support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, mental health services, counselling across a wide range of sectors, including generalist counselling and much, much more. For more information, go to our website, which is gch.org.au or give us a call Monday to Friday, 5358-7400 business hours or visit one of our main offices in Stall, Horsham or Ararat. This podcast, of course, is available anywhere good podcasts are found, including on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Amazon Audible, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you get your podcasts from. Like and subscribe, and once you subscribe to the podcast, every single episode will come directly to your listening device. Great way to do it, then you can listen to it whenever you like at your own leisure. Now, Grampians Community Health, of course, is on social media, so go to facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, or search Grampians Community Health on there to find us. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well, at GCH Grampians, that's the handle for both of those. The intro and outro music for this podcast is a recording by Andrew Parsons that he did especially for us. So we use that with his permission. So thank you very much for that, Andrew. And this podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabberwong people. And we'd like to pay our respects to all elders, past, present, and emerging. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to uh, to today's podcast. It's a, it's a great story, and it's really good to see the, the diversity we're starting to get in this part of the world, like I said during the show, it wasn't like that when I was a kid. Definitely not. It's it's really great to see, and uh, you know, we know that uh, people from diverse backgrounds bring a lot to our communities, and also from from Koya's story, it's great to hear that that uh, people such as himself are being embraced by our local communities as well, which is fantastic. It just makes us all stronger. My name is Gareth Oliver. This has been another episode of the Communities Our Middle Name podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It was proudly brought to you, of course, by Grampians Community Health, who are here for you, your family, and our community. And we'll be back again shortly with another podcast. So until then, so long.